Pay Ratties. We love delivering you fresh, hot piping trash directly to your ears every single week, but we need your help. Yeah, with the cost of living crisis, a lack of advertisers wanting to support a podcast serving this much c- and probably future defamation lawsuits on the horizon, we need your financial support. If you're in a position to, please join our Patreon or buy some merch to keep rats in the gutter alive and festering. Yeah, festering. Please. <laughs> We're desperate. <laughs> buy some merch! <laughs> so you, oh, none of my sex toys are automated. Everything I use is, is manual. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. But would you, really would, do you have any interest in automated sex toy? Absolutely. I am. Um, I would love to get a fuck machine. I want to get a fuck machine, but they're really like, expensive and they're not discreet. Do you mean full body, like the size no, of the, a small tent? The, the motorized, like, you know, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a pig in a spit type of vibe, you know, like. What is provocative? (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh no, I think I am getting sick. No, lots of people are getting sick. Uh, My workmate was getting sick. People getting sick. I don't want to get COVID again. I felt, I cannot believe how tired I felt today. Like I actually wanted to die. I wanted to just yeah. drive my car I, into the I swamp. I get so like, when I feel sick, I, when I feel tired, I just, I lose all of my social skills. I lose all of my diplomacy skills. Like I don't want to look at people. I don't want to talk at people. I don't want to be touched by people. I think I was being really officious today in the hub, but oh, she'll be right. She'll be right. I knew you she'll were exhausted right. when I tried to call you three times yesterday and you didn't answer. And I was like, he's, I, yeah, he's knackered. I haven't been talking to yeah, I've Babe, not been talking honestly, to it's absolutely fine. I was like, he'll be absolutely exhausted. It's been a big I'm weekend. So I just work like just working on a Sunday. I was like, oh, for fuck, for it should fuck's be sake, should, be, should illegal. be illegal. And in most Actually, countries, countries, it is. Are, but yeah, aren't they doing that? They're test, test running or trialing that four-day work week in the UK, and it's, they are, it's going and swimmingly. It, apparently, apparently, it's absolutely amazing, and that makes complete sense. Like in my dream, oh, why does my hair look like I look like a fucking Labrador that hasn't been spayed? Um, <laughs> yeah. my, I hate Labradors. I made a joke about putting the dogs down. At my sister's over the weekend, it didn't land. No, because they all they all love those people. Love dogs. dogs. There's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> there's a joke in the podcast that's just come out last week. Oh, my hair again. Ugh. Um, about um where you're like I fucking hate dogs and I hope that I hope that they all die and I did request that Tim cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ee! snip, snip, snip. <laughs> 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 just conjuring, instantly conjuring the untrammeled vitriol of the internet. Yeah, I was like, I'm, um, I'm just going to um, just protect Samuel and protect the brand. <laughs> Epstein himself will get less hate than people who hate dogs. Than people who hate dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not right. It's not right. Anyway, um, well, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, um, everyone. Kia ora, and welcome to NU Zealand. <laughs> Your exits are here, here, and also here. <laughs> oh, you are just replicating the gag, replicating I am. the gag. Yeah, uh, and all the exits are blocked. All the exits are blocked. 
<laughs> oh my god a full disclosure uh johanna's doing a jack black in terms of having written the best joke slash song in the world and and then losing all trace of it and attempting to recreate it well, with because, mixed results but it's better when we do it together and you just you were like no, i've already heard it and you're like i can't hear it again <laughs> and of course the past the I'll past is dead to me, it's dead to me. <laughs> I know. you are very you are probably the most future focused person i know you're like shump yeah, fuck the past. Honestly, I think nostalgia is is a disease. It's yeah, a you do disease. hate nostalgia. You do hate nostalgia. Well, also, it's it's a it is a regressive in evolutionary terms. Like nostalgia or treating treating the 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 past as if it was somehow better than the future is is all about like um, familiarities. Obviously, you mm. know, in terms of evolutionary behaviors, keeping to what you knew was better than branching out. Because the unknown would always have equaled threat, you know. Yes. But I feel like those instincts are definitely dated. We have outmoded them. Uh, yes. With um, modernity, industrialization, etc. <laughs> and <cetera>. also <laughs> technology. 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 Oh, technology. nicely done. Thank Very you. Very nicely done. Wow. Um, obviously, t- today we're talking about technology. Yes. And um, my name is Johanna yeah. Cosgrove. And my name is Sam Takani. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Rats, rats in, in the Gutter. gutter. Rats in, in the gutter. gutter. Rats in the Gutter. Two little rats. In a gutter. In, in a bucket. Yeah. On a train. In the rain. <laughs> oh my God. In a house. In a train. In the rain. <laughs> in a box. In a box. <laughs> on the top is below. Yeah, oh, oh, as above, so below. As, as above, so below. So yes, nostalgia is actually it's it's an evolutionary regression. Can I say this one thing about nostalgia? You know how you always say nostalgia mm-hmm. is a disease. The original mm. word nostalgia was used to descri- like was used to describe a quote unquote disease that afflicted <gasps> Swiss soldiers when they were in the trenches in world in one of the world wars, either World War One or World That's, War Two. Yes, yeah, there we go. Because there we go. they would miss the green fields of home and they would be so homesick that they would be overcome and they couldn't they were just like paralyzed. And they were in- inefficient mercenaries of death. Exactly. Damn. And they just um so nostalgia stopped them from efficiently murdering others. Yeah, that in the trench foot. And but, that's my problem you know. with it, actually, <laughs> on the, the trench foot. And the Legionnaire's disease, you know. Do you know? Yeah, totally. I- it's like you remember. You always remember the past, the grace notes of the past only. You know what I mean? That's why you, you oh, always rose tent like absolutely like childhood exes. When oh, if, you, if you actually sat down, and crit- crit- critically remembered, like or properly recalled, like those times in a sort of objective way, like mm. actual. An incident and things like that, you, you'd make a horrifying inventory and no, realize that this the past was the, is no better than the present or the future. Not at all. The best breakup advice I ever got was someone was like, when you're um, lucid and not um, sobbing, crying, screaming, screams, swells, and scratches of grief, sit Cry down, wanking. sit down and write. Uh, sorry, for, sorry for moving, Mike. Sit and write down all the things that your ex did wrong, or that hurt you, or that you hated about them. Because in those moments of rosy nostalgia, you can look at the list and be like, "Oh yeah, remember when you um, ruined my fucking life?" Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've ever let anyone ruin my life. I think I've come pretty close though. Yeah, you've never let ruin. Any- I almost, someone almost did ruin my life, but I didn't let it. Yeah. I didn't let it. But you snapped back like a. Like a giant rubber band. <laughs> like a giant rubber band. A barbed rubber like band. Like an overgrown wisteria just creeping up the house. <laughs> like one of those spiders that has a, a like lives in a little hole. You know those little spidery dugouts and they, they wait for like prey to come crawl. <laughs> like the black widow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like a white tail. 
I heard that it's not actually true that whitetails are poisonous. It's because they daddy long legs that their bite is is poisonous. And so white you'll have different reactions to whitetails because every whitetail has like a different amount of venom in it, depending on how many what my, how many daddy long legs it's eaten. Okay, Tim is shaking his head, looking like he couldn't disagree with you more. Oh, why has he recently been bitten by a whitetail? Yeah, when was the last time you were bitten by a whitetail, Tim? Have you lost a toe? Never. He's never been. He's never lost a toe, and he's oh. never been bitten by a whitetail. But I'm being fact checked. I'm being fact checked. Yeah. So if you could, if you could just present those facts to him in a, in a five to ten slide PowerPoint before the end of the episode, that would be really, really amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Patronising, patronising yeah, yeah. our producer. Yeah. Anyway, technology, technology. Technology, speaking of techno- speaking yeah. of producer, our technology is run by the marvellous Tim Bear and we honestly would be pretty fucking cooked without him. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. No, oh God, God, no. I don't even know. I, I only had a smartphone. I got a smartphone when I was like in my early 20s. You know, so we know did I. Us are, are digital natives. We're both millennials. Yeah. So we experienced that sort of analog drop off, you know. I know we didn't. I didn't. Couldn't. We had to do computer classes at school. We had yeah, to learn labs. To, yeah, we had computer labs, and we had to go Scare and learn. Labs. I can't believe that's even a. I can't believe I'm even fucking talking about this. To be honest, oh, I to, remember I had floppy disks on my stationary list. Yes, big, so did yeah. I. So did I. Remember I because I got a pink one, a green one, and a blue one. Yeah, and I yeah. had to save things, and we had those like. I was agog when I saw those original um, Apple Macs with the colour and the lights. And oh, I they, just they thought they seemed so futuristic. I, right? I, exactly. They, they I thought like they the were absolutely alien. Absolutely yeah. alien. <laughs> I and know. now they seem so so bulky and archaic, don't they? I know. I remember my mum watch but, it, watching my mum send an email like, tee, doo, tee, and being like, <gasps> and then we had, we had CD ROMs. We had fucking, we had Encyclopedia Britannica on a CD ROM. Yeah, I remember that. I also remember I used to love, I loved that whole era of like da- downloading music on like, I don't know, like LimeWire. Yeah. And then like burning your own sort of like yes, uh, personalized CDs. track listed CDs. Yeah, I used to love that. It's and really in fact, sweet. I would go to the library on Saturday mornings because you'd be able to rent the CDs for a dollar each. And I'd take $10 and I'd rent 10 CDs and rip them all to buggery and then take them back the next day. That's just gorgeous, isn't it? I think my dad yeah, still great. does that. Oh. <laughs> and you know what? Blessed be to him. Blessed be, be to him. He, maybe he needs to understand that that's an unnecessary middleman. He doesn't even need to leave the house. I think he just likes the CDs. I think he likes the CDs. And he's allowed. Say, you think he just likes the, having a task in his day, <laughs> going, to, going to the library to get the CDs out to burn? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was in a car with somebody on set. So on Saturday, I went and watched the My Chemical Romance concert from Over the Fence, which was Amazing. also, speaking of nostalgia, it was absolute nostalgia because, of course, I had that on CD. Um, I didn't know My Chemical Romance were playing, but I did when I came home on the on the flight. There were so many My Chem fans. Emos. And they were obviously My Chem fans because they were – you know, wearing fishnets 30, on the plane. <laughs> Thirty-year-olds wearing, you know, the clothes they would have worn as as teenagers. Yeah. Um, less elegantly, of course. Those those skinnies just don't land quite the same. No. Twenty years down the line, like the, my the, god, the striped gauntlets um, don't go up as high as they used to. If you know what I'm saying. Not, not very flattering on a bonnie less on an underweight teenager. Absolutely. Yeah. On a full fleshed thirty-five-year-old, not so much. No. Not so much. 
Nah. Rampant body shaming aside, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel but necessary. Cruel but necessary. <laughs> um, our friend. Um, a friend of a friend dropped us there and we got into his car and he was like, oh, I've, and then he popped on a CD and I was like, I couldn't believe it. It's like ancient artifacts. What happens in their cars? Well, no, it, I don't drive. Is it common to have like a Bluetooth set up in your car or is that still not so common? That is a very common thing to have a Bluetooth set up in your car. I do not have oh. a Bluetooth set up in my car, but I will um, bring my Yui Boom into the car and use that because I have You a have a, car. a decrepit rust bucket of a station wagon, don't you? Excuse me. It's a 1996 Toyota Carib and it does have a tow bar. So it's, if, it's very endearing. It's very endearing. Though yeah, it admittedly, very endearing. and it also from the outside looking in, it's a car that would either be owned by a landscaping lesbian couple, <laughs> or a or a murderer, or a, <laughs> or a murderer, or a murderer, or a sixteen-year-old bogan. And there was a time when I parked my carib on the street in Berenport in Wellington, and it got yeah. absolutely totaled by an old man. And he, but he totaled my car. Right, parked. It was he parked, parked on the street because he was like, oh. he was like. Beep, beep, beep. So I was nannying and I get this phone call from the police, go outside, RIP to the cop. He was so hot. You would have absolutely loved him. Absolutely yeah. loved him. He Obviously called, fuck cops, but also quite, quite literally fuck, fuck cops. cops. but literally <laughs> fuck cops. Quite, li- quite literally, literally fuck cops. Literally fuck cops. Yeah. Um, Beep test, need I say more? Need I say <laughs> need more? Need I say more? Um, standardised fitness level, need I say more? Need I say more? <laughs> um, so he, I get this call and I run out into the street and I was like, no! Like I was um, beside myself sobbing and crying. I had ter- that was the week that I'd had that had the breakup and driven all my shit back to Wellington. I just bought a new car, which was a Carib, and it was sitting on the street, completely totaled. I had no insurance, and he'd also this old man had also to- he totaled my car and the car in front of me, which was also a Carib. So it was two carobs just fucked, and I was there being like, no. And then this this sixteen year old boy comes running out, and he's like, no. And we're both like <laughs> both like mourning our carobs, except I re- I realised that he had souped, he'd customised his car, so yeah, his was neon a, spoilers. You know, there was neon a spoilers, visible rotary, and yeah. what he'd done was um. His was a manual, mine's automatic, and he had made his own gear stick, which was yay long, so that's about two feet long, and it was um, what I can only describe as a glittering dildo. So I was like, he changes gears like this. Was that's funny. Good. I was talking the other day to somebody about, um, they were like, what's your favourite book? And I was like, oh, Crash, that J.G. Ballard novel about those people who... Um, it's like that subculture of car crash fetishists, and they're oh, really and they made it into by, a film, didn't they? Yeah, it's a David Cronenberg film, but I, yeah. I don't. The film's kind of naff, I, but the book is just amazing. To die, and then the person, I was, the person I was having this conversation with started a documentary that's about people who fuck their cars, and there is literally an otherwise <gasps> no, heterosexual I've guy. I've seen, I've seen on that that documentary, and he like fucks his car by like literally like riding the gear stick, like. You know, it's it's inside him. Well, I've seen guys fuck their car where they insert into the exhaust. But the exhaust is massive and that's not going to feel good. And you could get fucking tetanus. And you could, well, you could get burns. (laughs) It's really hot. Is the car on? It's a car on while they're doing this. No, the car's off. The car has to be yeah, off. They, they must. There's a limit. There's a limit, you know. What I think they do is put a little... Um, detachable fleshlight in the exhaust. Yeah, some sort of padding. So they can, yeah, it's padded. <laughs> and in the absence of a fleshlight, because those things aren't cheap, I don't know, like foam, bubble wrap, you can improvise that shit. Uh, yes. Well, sex As someone te- with a dick, I'm telling you, you can craft your way to make anything fuckable. You really can't. Sex technology yeah. is You're something. One that- spotlight trip away from. 
<laughs> from <laughs> from turning Gaze any McKibben. common household item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One spotlight trip away. <laughs> but I do, I do want to talk about sex technology because I think that's really interesting. Um, I was think we were talking about vibrators on and the weekend. And if we're anything, we're interesting. So. And if we're anything, we're interesting girls. Uh, we were talking about vibrators on the weekend, like specifically, like you have the Wii Vibe, which you can control. It's just like twenty different settings. It's like insertable. Oh, yeah. It's like actually kind of overwhelming. Obviously, I'm a Satisfy Pro Two girl myself. Um, so you, oh, none of my sex toys are automated. Everything I use is is manual. That's um, beautiful. Yeah, I'm I'm old school. But would you really would do you have any interest in automated sex toy? Absolutely, I am. I would love to get a fuck machine. I <gasps> want to get a fuck machine, but they're really like, expensive and they're not discreet. Do you mean full body, like the size no, of the, a small tent? The, the motorized, like you know, I'm just I'm a I'm a pig in a spit type of vibe, you know, like. <laughs> It's going, and I can control the speed, and you know, from one end, and it, it sorts out it my other end. From the side. Like an accordion, yeah. Like in <laughs> no. Phantom of the Opera, where it's like, ding, 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 like the monkey. Phantom of the Opera, with a cameo by my gape, my gape Janus. No, it's not like that at all. It's entirely automated. It's entirely automated. <laughs> oh, my. And is, it, is there two ends to the machine? No, there's one end, so it's just it's just like a dildo on a on a on a piston. Oh, that's gorgeous! Going, yeah, yeah. I don't, can, I don't you know, think that that control. would be too expensive to get, babe. I honestly I think, think they are pretty expensive. I think they're like are they? three to five three to five hundred for one that's worthwhile. It's like this. It's in the ballpark of like a Nintendo console, because obviously Nintendo yeah. is always cheaper than Sony. Yeah. Well, the Wii vibe that my friend has, she said it was three hundred dollars. Yeah. See, that's that's the vibe. But would you rather have a Wii vibe that's three hundred dollars, or have a 22-year-old who lives with his parents go down on you and say the words, mm-mm, Kai time. <laughs> no, I I used to, when I was, I remember fucking a guy. I choose the time, wee vibe. I choose the wee vibe. <laughs> every time we would change sex positions, he would, he would say, he would name the sex positions. So like, no, say we were making no, out. No, no, no. Then we'd go to suck each other's dicks. He'd be like, 69. No! I distinctly, remember, I distinctly remember one time he said that and he was literally wearing aviators. So... <laughs> like, like 69 like I, I, no I no oh, he was really hot he was really he was really hot 69 yeah there, there was are pros the, and cons with everything in life you know and that's that's wisdom there, and that's wisdom it's so funny just back to the satisfied pro 2 really briefly this huge outrage from straight men because they felt that they were being replaced by machines and you're like fuck up can't <laughs> well there is you know there's a, a rough and ready um, availability of sex toys and heterosexual men are as welcome to wade out to those waters as heterosexual I know. Women. Go and treat yourself. They're Get not a replacements. Line. They're not substitutes. They're augmentations. No, that's they're right. Augmentations. There's, there's, it's a rich <clears throat> smorgasbord. You know, everything does a little. Everything does it a little bit differently, and that's a, um, yeah. a gorgeous place to operate from. And in fact, and, and, while we're speaking about technology this is entirely relevant people who sort of identify as being solo sexual now where their sexuality consists entirely of pornography and sex toys mm. and i if you're if you're aromantic i feel like that is that is so sustainable Do you know what I mean? completely. completely sustainable completely a little autistic sure but yeah yeah, yeah i just yeah. i was just imagining that for myself mm. and i was like because i feel like that has been autism or solo sexuality 
guess. <laughs> well, one Which, box is already ticked. Yes. So. <laughs> pick a spectrum, any spectrum. Line up, line up, pick a spectrum, any spectrum. Pick a spectrum, any spectrum. Neurodivergence, lucky dip. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I got bipolar. <laughs> the ADHD carnival. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Well, I guess, like, that's been me. That I haven't had sex this year with a per- with a dude, with a person. So maybe I have been so – I think that's why I went into the okay. best because I was like <sighs> – but actually, given the first opportunity, I'd fuck somebody. So, yeah. I've technically, technically taken a vow of, of – of celibacy over anything. Not, not so much celibacy but um just just diverting my energies in, into other things this year i'm gonna yeah. see if i can go the whole year i'm wondering whether i'll be the same person oh my god uh, oh i know we'll i'll see. support you through whatever choices you make in your life thank you well, you've got this you have little other choice i mean you can't really tell me <laughs> shit and if I if I did, um, you just uh, absolutely blatantly you'd either ignore me or cut me out. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome and, and to the, the Carnival, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. the autism lucky dip continues. Oh my God. <laughs> I really do want to fuck. I want a fuck machine though. I'm just imagining like my weekends once I have the house to myself, where it's just me, a, a full bottle of poppers in the fuck machine. Like, oh, that's oh, gorgeous. Do you bliss. feel like and a full vape? I mean, can you imagine? Can oh, you imagine? You have oh, no need. God. You're basically AI at that point. <laughs> Basically Cyborgian. full AI. Basically yeah. full AI. Um, I'm completely reliant on technology. I don't think you can live today and not be. I, I think I hate the idea that um, we are, or that there's sort of like, what am I trying to say? I hate the idea that nature and culture are sort of like two separate things. Or I hate thinking that sort of pits mm. nature against technologies as if technology, you know, is this foreign contaminant. It's like, no, 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 everything cultural and a proxy technological stems from nature because we are nature. It's impossible to be outside nature as a field of probability. It's, everything is within that sphere, that realm. So I think yes. when people talk about like technology and nature being opposed, they're not what they're really talking about. What they're really saying when they say nature is nature with a capital nature with a capital nature with a capital N. So like this romanticized version Living of nature. Living in the bush. <laughs> which it's actually a deeply misanthropic conception of nature because it, it, it conceives of it at sans humanity. You know, like, and you—that's not reality. And that's where like ecofascism comes into it, because if you start like pol- politicizing yourself within that romantic conception of nature, then you inevitably arrive at a program that is pure misanthropy. You know, like, and oh. thinks very little of you know murder for the sake of um, an ecology that wouldn't exist without us in it, because we wouldn't be able to conceive of it. That is so true. <laughs> that is so I true. sound like the stupidest fucking person <laughs> and you are the smartest person alive. No, I'm, I'm just, just I'm very wired right now. I'm so wired. You're very wired and you're also incredibly smart and articulate and I absolutely see your point and I'm just thinking about the time when I lived in the bush in Whangarei, with an eco-fascist, like basic, with, basic, an eco-fascist. with an eco-fascist basically yeah, off the grid. So when we like we had to we got our light and our warmth from the fire. There was no, <laughs> there wasn't, we, we didn't have any cell phone reception. We didn't have any power when we lived there. 
It was fucked. And it was like, some bits of it were kind of nice. Like, it is kind of good for your mental health to not be surrounded by so many screens and not be so available to communicate. I love not living in the abattoir. <laughs> it's done me a world of good. Slaughterhouse <laughs> Five, or oh my yeah. house. Yeah. Um, but actually, it, it meant that everything had to be planned and considered, and you'd have to drive and like you'd have to drive down the road. So actually, like you ended up kind of using more resource in your denial of technological resources. Do you know what? I, does that make sense? Yeah. Because I don't drive. I don't drive a car. I've. I've never you driven refuse, a car in my life. Point blank. Point blank. I refuse. Point blank. I used to. I remember when I did it. It wasn't so much. Or when I made the choice not to get my driver's license as a teenager, it was because I was, you know, being the pretentious piece of shit that I was when I was a teenager. I was like, I don't need your rights of passage. I decide, <laughs> you know, when oh, I'm an adult. I'm blah, 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 my blah. own <clears throat> metric of success and adulthood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and and then I think later on I dressed it up as a as a vague like. Environmental mindedness or whatever. No, but you you don't. And now you I just don't can't be bothered. You can't be. Yeah, now I just yes. see what an expense Simply it is can't. maintaining a vehicle, and I don't need it. I do no. not need it. No, if no. If I no. drive a car, it means I can't split a bag with somebody on a Friday night. And I know what you're. I, I will know the path that you'll be taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome to the fork in the road, <laughs> where these twain oh, yeah. shall meet. <laughs> yeah, half a bag or half a tank of gas. Well. <laughs> I know You're it's going to bring me more joy in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we can converge that and I can have a good hot whiff of the petrol uh, before I take my bag. And see, and that's what happens when you can't afford half a bag is you, know, you find other ways. Okay, so ultimately prioritising that half a bag on a Friday night, that it, that is a much more health-minded decision than, than you would immediately think, you know, because at least I know what I'm putting in my body. Completely. Most of the time. Um, what's the device that you can't live without? Well, clearly a smartphone. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. If I was to ask you the same question, it'd be the same oh, answer. Oh, yeah, same answer. <clears throat> I'm completely addicted to my phone. Completely addicted to Instagram. Buying new technology, like buying a new MacBook or, or oh. iPad or whatever your preference is. Isn't, what, is there a better feeling? No. Feeling. Do you remember when I took you to JB Hi-Fi for you to buy that laptop? I yeah. felt so a thrilled second hand for you to buy the laptop. I felt In like the car I was crying, like, I wish she I know, was, I was me. Like, I wish she was me. <laughs> Literally, I felt like second hand euphoria for you purchasing that brand new MacBook. I like, I was using iPads for the longest time because I found them really. They are useful. As, as objects, I really like them, you know what I mean? But they just the can't shake, do as much the as the shake. Mac. No, they, yeah. no, no, no. There's no substitute for an actual. Laptop. Um, no, actually, I would say first, an answer to that question, first would be my phone, second would be my Mac. Like, I just... Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, pardon me. I've had so much coffee. Uh, I love my Mac so much. When I was in lockdown, I bought an Apple If Watch I had a fuck machine, I, I would have said fuck machine, but obviously I don't have a fuck machine. So. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. In the lockdown, I bought an Apple Watch and I was addicted to it, but I've actually had you to wean don't myself. I know it. My God. Oh, it's, I, I'm having a break from it. I'm having a break from it because it... Can, it <laughs> Body shames me constantly, and it's just it's given me the ick. So I'm having a break, and it looks and you've got friends and family for that. You know, you don't need to have the volume turned up on that any more than it already is. I too have a mother and a Apple. sister. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Apple, <laughs> Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs. And body shaming yeah, you from yeah, beyond yeah. the grave. Yeah. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. And also, it looks ugly. Like at first, I was like, I'm going to make it chic, and then I look at photos where I'm wearing an Apple Watch, and I just want to cut off my own hands. So yeah, it's pretty shoggy. It's it's fucking shoggy. It's, as shit. 
shogi. It's real shogi. Is it shogi or chogi? Chogi. Chogi. R.I.P. Chogi. Yeah, Either way, R.I.P. Either way. Rest in pure peace. So I'm having a break from Apple Watch, which obviously I will still use it because otherwise that's a waste. And I don't like I don't like technological waste. The other thing that changed well, my life. What do you do, Rissa? Oh, do you remember when phones used to have replaceable batteries? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when um you I would go on like I wouldn't download ringtones from my phone. I would like type them in. Like I would like play them. And also <laughs> yeah. polyphonic ringtones. When I was fifteen, all I wanted was a Samsung um, pink ice. That's all I wanted. Or a Samsung black ice. One of those like flip phones, sleek black. So good. And they had a camera. I actually think on the not front being able to personalize your ringtones now is, is a regression. I think that's a technological regression. I think it is a technological regression. Um, yeah. Bring back polyphonic ringtones. Mine was baby boy, you stay on my mind. Da, 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 I never cared enough about my phone when I had it to personalize my ringtones. I remember I was, again, pretentious teenager. I remember I was like, I have one, but um, I don't use it. Like, I'm not tethered to it like you guys. I'm not, I'm, I'm not <laughs> defined by it nor tied to it. Yeah. I think I just had so much spare time. Because what else was I fucking doing? Wasn't on the computer. We had one it's family only a question computer. that you can answer. I know. That's <laughs> what I think about. If I took away all my technology, what would I be doing? Like literally, doing what would plenty. I do? Plenty. What are you talking about? You, you have plenty of passions, interests, quirks that aren't ex- that are what accessible through. I can't listen to music. I couldn't. Yes, you could. You can go to the library. You can buy a CD player. She'll be right. Okay, analog king. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you would have the li- the library, you know, if you're talking about your phone as a, yeah, as a, the library. a threshold, yeah, a point of access for you know information. You, the library is is an adequate substitute. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the library. I love the library so much. I love that I've access to the Vic Uni Library on this course. It's just amazing. You do. You should also go to the Nolan Miller Library, which is the drama school library. It's very good. Best collection of theatre texts in the Southern Hemisphere. And some of them oh, cool. are right up your alley. Some of them. And and an incredible archive too. Like film cool. archive. Yeah. Maybe I will really, do really that. Good. I'm pretty sure we do have access to that. You should. So. You should have access to that. It's really, yeah, really, yeah. really good. I think I'd even be able to request it. Maybe I will. I um, dumped someone yes, in the Wellington Library once. Did you just? Yeah, wow. I did. I is that know. the one that's next to City Gallery that is currently yeah, it's not currently open? Closed. <clears throat> yeah, it's currently closed. But it's ama- that library is amazing. I used to go it's there. It's terrible for fun. that Wellington does not have a functional central library. I know. It's, it's absolutely fucked. abomination. Yeah, Get I am actually together. really disappointed. Hugely disappointed. Because when that library was open, it was fucking awesome. It was so good. It was so good. That whole Square Civic Square used to be so lit. Nico was an incredible cafe, which is the cafe in the City Gallery that I don't know what's happened to it now, but I saw a really alarming photo on social media the other day, and the library was fantastic also. Oh, my condolences. Absolute condolences. Well, I'm not the one that lives here, honey. You are the one that lives there. Yeah, it is me. It is me. Technology, we haven't even talked about gaming. You know, Did you know gaming is crucial um, for for AI or has played an incredibly crucial role in the development really? of AI. Yeah, because of um, physics engines, that uh, that game development, obviously, like you need a physics engine to sort of create like a believable environment for your avatar to move around in. Mm. And real AI is like adaptive. So the only way to make AI, which has to be general intelligence to be something that we would conceive of being as like a sentient being, as sentient mm. beings ourselves, is to like similarly put like, I guess, the program equivalent of like a unicelled organism, which I suppose would be like a, 
I don't know, like an algorithm or something, like a basic one, into an environment generated by a physics engine. Um, give it tasks to do within that, that environment so it, it adapts and, and within that adaptation learns and becomes a general intelligence or like an artificial intelligence. So the better the physics engine, oh my uh, God. the more detailed that environment, the, the more uh, more capable your AI, AI will be once it's adapted. And the only, like the industry that has been driving forward or creating more powerful physics engines is gaming. That's incredible. That's cool, Despite eh? my personal feelings about gaming, it is amazing and it is beautiful and it is a storytelling and art. And I've technology. started playing Nier Automata and it is just stunning. I know you don't give a shit. I can see you glazing over already, but that's okay. I'm it's not right. glazing over. <laughs> I'm. You know what? If you're interested, I'm interested that you're interested. That's how it, I feel about it. It has this beautiful score that is very uh, OG Ghost in the Shell. It's it's just marvelous. Let's talk about technology and music because we both love hyperpop and of course you could not achieve those sounds without an extreme array of synths and well, other <laughs> What's what I love about Sophie or did love about Sophie RIP is like she would often talk about how um one of her remits as a musician was to create sounds that didn't exist. Um, that's just marvellous, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. And, and yeah, that's what's exciting about electronic music, right? It's like the, yes. the sonic possibility, the sonic adventurousness of it. And also these bed, like bedroom producers. Not all like, electronic music. Though. No, Some not obviously not all. Obviously yeah. not all. But it's like be, like bedroom producing tunes in your bedroom. Like that's just like MIA. Wouldn't, we wouldn't have MIA without that. You know, like FKA Twigs. Grimes. 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 All these little these little girls with a laptop in a dream. Like I think that's just a, I think that's what it <laughs> A bottle blonde with an eating disorder can change the world. And she can. And let me tell you, Lady Gaga's performance <laughs> at the Oscars was sublime. You know, she came in oh, I like, didn't know she was playing at the Oscars. That's oh awesome. girly. She so she came in on the red carpet. She looked um ozempic but beautiful. I and did then, see the stills, actually. She did look ozempic. Fully ozempic. And yeah. she had, like, an incredible face of makeup. And then they were like, next performing her song from Top Gun, Lady Gaga, and she's there on the stage. And she's taken, like, lady, this is this year's Lady You know, like, Lady Gaga does something radical, re her performances every year. Her yeah. radical performance this year was to do a, sh- a, a performance at the Oscars in a T-shirt, black jeans, chucks, no makeup on. <laughs> Oh, it's, that's kind of cool. You actually, actually, it's really fucking cool. And she's just wearing a black tee and black chuck. She's dressed exactly like you and me right now. That's maybe so not cool. I love that. I fucking no, love that. No makeup. And by no makeup, I mean just a light smear foundation. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, is this pre-recorded? Because they, they go so close to her face in the film, in like the filming of it. And then I was like, no, she, they, she's gone backstage. She's taken all her makeup off, put a bit of foundation over the top because you can still see in her lip, like the red lipstick that she was previously wearing. And oh, I was like, that, wow. she's, but it's really moving. It's, she's so good. She's I'll say I haven't so seen good. that um, Top Gun Maverick, the Top Gun sequel. Everyone because fucking Because I have no interest it. in seeing it. I know, I don't Straight get it. Love it. Straight men love it. They're like, like. It's the best action movie ever made. And I'm like, is it? Please. I think that's the fifth element. Or Crank. Oh, my God. I love Jason <gasps> Statham's Crank. Crank is no, so good. No, it's definitely the fifth element. It's 100% the fifth element. I'm going to say <laughs> Crank and the fifth element. I love it. not like Crank. I haven't seen Crank. Crank is lit. You're going to love it. We're going to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me. Sorry. Please it be. Um <laughs> What were we talking about before that? Technology. I th- at some point, Pentium were talking about trying to create like a, a quantum computer that um, 
could process thought or something. I don't know. What's happening with quantum computing? Does anyone know? Does anyone know? The thing about technology is that obviously I rely on it, use it, and communicate and think like especially in the pandemic and natural disasters it's absolutely fucking crucial but then it gets to this point where i'm just terrified by the future of it like the thoughts of robots taking over my brain are (laughs) scary it's scary (laughs) it's scary sorry we already i don't there hasn't been like a you know top court substitution or anything for like machine thinking but we we're definitely already augmented by machine thinking like technology is just sort of cognitive extension you know like um, well that goes back to your thing about um technology is nature right because we're part of nature and it's also it's also computation computers is not something that it's not something we're just invented computation is something that happens you know in our environment at all times especially at like a cellular level you know Mm. i I mean holy shit like dna replication is is computation you know like DNA, mm. RNA, DNA and RNA sort of like synthesize and transcribe information into proteins, and that's it is three D printing. That it's absolutely in crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, and I love it. I think it's fabulous. It's just and fabulous. now what we have to show for it is fake meat <laughs> that you can buy <laughs> at the supermarket, and deep fakes of uh, Tom Holland deep, being <laughs> absolutely torn apart. <laughs> torn apart. Torn apart like a Vegemite, pull apart scroll. <laughs> Most of the de- Tom Holland, because there is a whole, whole, like, rabbit hole of Tom Holland deepfakes. Oh, and most of them you can tell, but I, I saw an exquisitely, well, Twitter porn, I saw an exquisitely yeah. well-crafted deepfake of, of Tom Holland being gang-banged. I, could, I couldn't have told the difference. It l- looked like him. It There's completely a guy looked t- like him. There's a guy, t- so this is the other thing. Like, I don't know other what Tom Holland's asshole looks like, but it definitely, the face was accurate. That's crazy. The other there's a guy on TikTok who does Tom Cruise deep fakes and they're f- so fucking real. I've seen those. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. Oh, it's crazy. That's but the they're non-pornographic. Thing. That's, that's just Tom Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. The other thing, technology. Like, I feel like it'd be a miss to talk about technology and not mention TikTok because I feel like that so is the cultural zeitgeist right now. But neither of us are really on TikTok. Well, you see that America and is thinking about banning it again? I know they... Again? Why? Yeah, well, Trump talked about it first because he's a hater, um, <laughs> among other things. But I think the what's happening it now is that America... It does spread misinformation very quickly. Uh, it also spreads about, information very quickly. It's, yeah. I don't know. Like, obviously, I've just gathered all this information from scrolling or whatever, so don't mm. fact-check me. Or do. Feel free. Uh, but yeah. I, I think... <laughs> and in fact, fact it, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Feel um, free to fact-check me and keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> but I think, like, right now, um, there have been a few faux pas and mishaps in America, especially where that big old chemical spill is concerned, that, that one that's really fucked up, the, the waterways in the Midwest. Um, and... The, the the party line, the official party line is that they're, they're wanting to ban TikTok because China's spying on them through it, which is insane. Um, but I think it more legitimately might be people can sort of um, in real time uh, like do- document the damage. Well. And be like, look what's, yeah. well, look what's been done and look at the subsequent lethargy around what's been done. It's. Look at look at the incompetence of our government. Et cetera, it's like et right there. I mean, yeah. like as a local example, the floods in Auckland. Immediately, there were TikToks about it. Yeah, immediately, yeah. it's like Twitter as well as a is a um, extremely useful political tool. 
I get most of my news off Twitter. I know I should like read like yeah. a Guardian or something to just sort of like counterbalance it. On, but it's real on a daily time. Basis, but it's I real don't. time. <laughs> But I don't, and I don't care to. And also so much of that stuff is paywalled, and I am paying. I ain't paying. (laughs) Yeah, and sometimes it's like actually when journalists try to be, oh, my God, I'm not anti-journalism at all. I just realised. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I shouldn't say I'm not paying. I should should (laughs) pay. I'm sorry. I'm very, very pro-journalism. But you know what? Sometimes like – and trying to be discursive, journalists can actually be inadvertently editorialized. Whereas I yes. feel like on Twitter, you cut like it's people ranting, and you can kind of see sometimes see through the rants to the objective facts, especially when it's something like one particular incident or event that a lot of people are tweeting about. So you kind of get yes. like an instant barrage of like multifaceted perspectives, yeah, um, and the sing- singular glut. Um, but then actually, the I do think it's <laughs> I, th- I do think it's really necessary. Like slow news definitely has a, has a place, you know. Oh, but I think 100%. The, the two work together very well. I think the two yes. work together great. Slow, considered, providing a con- like a succinct argument, balanced, fact-driven. Whereas Twitter is, and if I'm uh, anything, I'm fact-driven. If if this podcast <laughs> is anything, it's driven by facts. <laughs> we worship facts. <laughs> we love facts. <laughs> I definitely think. Yeah, uh, I don't think so, we. I don't think social media. I think social media is great. I think it's really great. I Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, go for it. What's that? What's that? No. No. No, what is it? Oh, my God. Okay, no, I have have seen that. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. So, Tim's just brought up Elon. Okay, Okay. so... So, I want to talk about Elon Musk's company, Neuralink. All I know about it is that he's trying to put microchips uh, in the brain. And we've, this is all I know. I think, you know, footnote, me and Hannah knew nothing of this until very, very recently when a completely anonymous source brought it to our attention. Um, and brought it to our absolute They attention. thought it had gravitas and we think the same. Uh, oh, it just sounds like Black Mirror. And let's be honest, Black Mirror, <laughs> Black Mirror is what scares me about technology because it's so close. It's so real. Like that episode with the... <laughs> I think Black Mirror is hysterical. The social media rankings where she ends up in, like, she gets her complete life destroyed because you're just constantly ranking each other on social media, which that feels real. That feels I definitely think if we're going to be anxious about something like Neuralink, like putting, I'm not saying I'm pro it or anything, but if we're going to be anxious about something like Neuralink, which to my understanding, which is fucking rudimentary, is like, I don't know, chips being put in our brain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For tracking um, and whatnot. Yeah, I, is I that mean, what it's I, for? I don't know. I, also, I'm just going to go. What more just, do they I'm, need to know? Yeah, Google it. But what more do they need to know? What what you know? What's a chip in my brain going to tell them that data harvesting my phone isn't? Well, that's and they are welcome to that thing. information. I couldn't give a fuck. You know, I could not give a fuck. Also, on okay. that, I feel like I I feel like privacy is a is a really dated value i don't know no, yeah i don't know i don't understand this like this is like my dad like and bless him but mm. he's like no 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 i want i don't want social media i don't want them to 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 know or get and um my dad has worked in um government agencies that are very secretive <laughs> take from that what you will um i think and so i can understand his hesitancy because he's been on the other side of surveillance I think privacy is important in terms of like having you know, enough space Personal away from privacy. like main, mainstream discourse to, you know, Form to be your able own to, opinions. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's it's crucial, especially crucial where like sort of critical thinking is concerned. But I think a lot of the hysteria around um, 
social media being like a, a an, an absolute evacuation of, of um, an inner life to the surface in a performative sense is exactly that hysteria because it, yeah. we the way we use social media, we still sort of, you know, have spaces for like – there are still contemplative, contemplative spaces between posts. Mm. I, I mean, it's sort of figuratively or whatever, you know, mm. and a lot of the anxieties people have with privacy is concerned around social media are the exact same anxieties people had about, I don't know, like – the printing press, you know, this idea that... <laughs> <laughs> and women having the vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like really kind of like episodic and um, almost kind of like predictable anxieties people will have about new technologies. I know mm. it's, it's a, a, there is a huge leap between like a printing press, between... And to, I'm going to say Neuralink. Yes. Um, can I tell you what Neuralink does? Yeah, go for it. So... Um, it's building a brain chip interface that can be implanted within the skull, which it says could eventually help disabled patients to move and communicate again and also restore vision. Yeah, so it's, it's more it's more to do with like neuroplasticity and things like that. Yes. I feel, I feel like that's cool. That's fucking cool. But there definitely like any technology that is, you know, kind of hugely powerful or is a massive sort of conceptual leap from what, what we're used to, there should be like checks it, it should well, be ethics ethics should be very high on the list it's so interesting because with the technology that we have now it's like it's quite it's shocking that cancer isn't cured you know like i just yeah. i mean that in the i mean that in the context of science being so already advanced and obviously it's sort of an endless tunnel so to speak and this comes from somebody who fucking stopped science and perform um <laughs> but like for example just thinking about the oscars where if, like you can go and get an, if you if you want to lose weight you can literally just go and get an injection that loses the weight it's n like if you want your hair to be a different like i know that, that oh these God, are all like your absolute watershed for how far we've come in terms of technology ozempic <laughs> you, ozempic, ozempic and ozempic, you can be blonde ozempic. you can be skinny and blonde <laughs> oh you can God. like a barbie if you want no but you can completely change the structure of your face you know, you can, whatever the fuck. Oh God, I'm being so stupid. I feel so stupid. <laughs> but you know, you know the point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I think, I think if we can do it, we should do it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, fuck it. You know, like. Yeah. I think that whatever we are capable of in any sort of conceivable way is going to manifest regardless you know um mm. I, I think i don't know i i think we're too like oh my god i obviously we're living in the anthropocene or whatever you know meaning mm. um the, the the way that we've sort of been collectively living as a species um is no longer met with a sort of geologic muteness now our planet planet is sort of responding and will continue oh, to respond in increasingly community. devastating feedback <laughs> loops you know like you can be looking at feedback loops this is the other thing this is the thing that i think is not good is like how fast and how much information we're being bombarded with like you could be sitting watching television but at the same time doom scrolling a live war in the ukraine while at the same time watching porn while at the same time like your flatmate is doing something and it's it's that's too much I just think that, I think we I would say it's too much. I think we have to adapt. I think this is the new information landscape. It has it has massive breadth, so we have to match it with depth. And I I just think that that takes more. It's like a hyper consciousness that we have to be able to like being on speed. But we have to be able to access those rhythms without pharmaceuticals. 
And well, I, think that's, and I think we've been conditioned into that and I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, ab- absolutely, let's go. I am more than willing to bring the depth to this enormous breadth of information. I feel like I'm on crack most of the time anyway. I, you know, yes. I'm, everything excites I feel me. Like I'm, I'm excited about everything. I'm toe in, toe out, you know. I'm all in and then I will need a rest. <laughs> and then I'm all in again and then I will yeah. need a rest. Social media with plenty of naps, lots of naps. Social media, but by naps I mean like I'll be like D D D D D, and then. I actually hate the conversation or the idea that we have shorter attention spans because of social media and because of there being so much information or whatever um, mm. that we sort of flit instead of go go deep into things. I I just think we are, this is how we're developing. I feel like it's evolution in real time and we are just find, finding a new way of apprehending our world because it is essentially a new world. We're creating new cognitive links, I mean, ironically, neural links, whatever, you know, we're, we are, as a species, sort of, yeah, appre- apprehending our world in a, in a, in a new way, and I, there's no precedent for it, and I, I find it really thrilling and exciting, and like anything, there's pitfalls, but, I mean, that's being alive, everything has... It's being alive, there's nothing risk. safe. Yeah. I just love how positive you are about ADHD. Yeah. I hate <laughs> kids and dogs, but I just love social media. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're at time, sweetie. Are we at time? We're at time. And, I, and I, on a positive note too. Unbelievable. Wow. On a positive note too. I've been yeah. Johanna Cosgrove. And I've been Sam Takani and you've been listening to... And you've been to listening to... Rats, Rats in the Right, right, right. 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 Right